This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. And I'm Dr. Strawberry. <laughs> That is my favorite thing I've heard in a long time. I can't believe you didn't see that. I didn't see that. Oh, man. Um, what Harrison's referencing mm. is uh, a, a, a double entry mm. in uh, Brett Kavanaugh's calendar, uh, Supreme Court hopeful, um, about a visit to someone named, a mysterious entity yeah. named Dr. <laughs> Strawberry. Yes. Is Dr. Strawberry a proctologist? <laughs> I think it's a Pink Floyd outtake or something. You know? I just I just love how the guy has his calendar from mm. 1982 because that's totally normal to keep your calendars yeah. from 1982. And also to like I don't know I didn't, I mean it was before smartphones I didn't have a calendar in high school you know like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah exactly but you but yeah. you weren't also uh, you know expecting to be a, a, a federal judge at some point that's in your true life, yeah yeah you know? no um, mm. God did you watch that uh, did you watch that hearing yeah. Uh, that yeah. you got that was some of the best political theater I've seen since the Hillary Trump debates. Yeah, it was amazing. It it was yeah. great. I mean, yeah. I didn't watch all the Blazy Ford part. I got yeah. I had to work as a little bored, but the Kavanaugh part. Yeah. Oh my God, it was amazing. And uh, and Lindsey Graham. Everyone's like, yeah. he single-handedly saved his nomination. It's like, but that that guy yeah. just flipped the fuck out. He's. So yeah, how did he save gay. the nomination by by doing a fucking scene f- from t- Streetcar Named Desire? Like uh, in <laughs> that, Senate, that's a, he is like, so what? obviously yeah. gay, and it, which is fine. It's but a it's shame. Just, but it's just it's so shame. funny that yeah. like, no one this mentions is hell. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is not a job interview. Yeah. This is hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most unethical shame I've seen in my time in politics. <laughs> so impassioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heavens to Betsy. <laughs> You're just yeah. flustered. I, I, I'm just about as mad as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs right now. <laughs> he's. Are you sure he's never been married? He's never been married, yeah. No kids or anything? No. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, he probably, you know, but you know what, though? He's and he probably, ran for president. He did in 2016. He ran for president. <laughs> I want to be your president. Yeah. <laughs> Most unethical sham. I'm talking to you, Democrats. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. So my favorite part of it, I think, well... Thank God you don't have power. <laughs> I hope you never get it. Mm. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite part, though, uh, yeah. was when I forget the name of the senator. Mm. Um Sheldon Whitehouse, that's who it was, Democrat from Rhode Island, was asking him uh, to explain the finer points of Boof and Devil's Triangle. Now, what is Devil's Triangle? So you've never heard that term? No. See, I knew that one. Mm. And that's what was funny, because I'm not sure... I mean, he he was testifying under oath there, right? 
Yeah. So is it perjury to lie about the definitions of these two terms? Because uh, uh, Kavanaugh said that Devil's Triangle is a drinking game. Here, let, let's play it. I have a clip. Here's okay. what Kavanaugh said. I think the, the first one is what he said about Boof. Okay. And the second one is Devil's Triangle. So let's, let's play the first one here about Boof. Okay. Really an embarrassment. Devil's Triangle. Oh, okay, here's Devil's Triangle. Drinking game. Drinking game. How's it play? Oh, is it? Very. Three glasses in a triangle. And? You ever played quarters? <laughs> no. Okay, it's a quarters game. What a liar. Yeah. Devil's Triangle refers to a male-male-female threesome. Oh, MMF. Yeah, a threesome with, MMF? With, oh. Two an, with two males mm. and a woman. Hmm. Like, that's... They, yeah, it's the Devil's Triangle. You know what? I didn't... This senator is named Mr. Whitehouse, and whenever I hear them on TV say, like, I didn't know this was a guy. I didn't know about this but you guy. you thought it was just the White I House? I thought they are like, why are they caught referring to the White House as Mr. Whitehouse? Do you think that's what they call Trump or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at Mr. Whitehouse. All big shot. Mr. Like, Whitehouse, you're it, doing so much yeah. good for this country. I'd vote for you again. Mr. Whitehouse, I'm about as mad as a possum in a wheelbarrow factory right now. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Never been so upset in all my life. Um, but yeah, uh, but after I see Dr. Strawberry, I have an appointment with Mr. Whitehouse. <laughs> um, uh, the Devil's Triangle. Yeah. And that's the okay. thing. It's funny, too, because on uh, Twitter, in the Twitterverse, everyone was just like, Dude, that's a male, male, female threesome. And it's interesting that this would be in his, his mm -hmm. college yearbook because mm -hmm. also they, there's a, a whole thing where they're talking about the Renata alumnus. Renata mm -hmm. was a, a female classmate of theirs. Right, yeah. And when they're referring to Renata alumnus, mm -hmm. obviously they're all alumni of having had sex with her. I mean, right. it's, uh, it's a joke, probably an inside mm -hmm. joke amongst, them, amongst themselves. I bet there was some devil's triangle action going on with Renata. Mm. And he kept saying like, you know this is embarrassing don't bring her name in the mud you know mm. don't 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 bring her into this that's what Kavanaugh was saying yeah it's somehow like, on, I dude. don't think he got involved in any MMF action you know I do I wouldn't be surprised I, I mean, these, these guys are all frat boys mm. in the 80s. His friend wrote a whole book about generation wasted. You know those guys were fucking I wasn't even ready for anything like that until I was like 33 you know you this know guy is such a fucking uh, you know uh, what do they call it the word I'm looking for it's sexually advanced no no it's like a libertine he's such a libertine you know what it is I think mm. it's humiliation I think it's a thing that you're a frat boy you're getting wasted it's like yeah. let's Eiffel Tower this bitch and I think mm. that's kind of it's that whole you don't have that that mm. type of mentality that type yeah. of demeanor but I mean maybe it's a joke maybe they joked about doing it or whatever mm. but the term boof another word that he clearly lied about play, play that clip do okay. you like beer, Senator, or not? Um, what do you like to drink? Next one is, Senator, what beer? do you like Judge, have you, I don't know if it's boofed or boofed, <laughs> how do you pronounce that? That Judge. refers to flatulence. We were 16. Okay. <laughs> and so when... Yeah. Liar. Boof means to have sex, usually anal. Honestly, when I was a kid, we referred to it as farting. You would say, like, I boofed one? Yeah, people would say it. How, use it in a sentence. People like, who boofed in here? Literally. <laughs> Did your mom say that? No, kids. Fucking my peers. 
They were misusing Yeah, good term. luck proving a fucking slang, you know? You look up any word, no matter how common on Urban Dictionary, there will be multiple different uh, definitions for it. I've never used it. Maybe it's an mm. East Coast thing. This guy was an East Coast yeah. white guy. Mm. But uh, the term boof, as far as I know, has always re- referred to sex. Like, you got boofed, or we're going to boof her, or... You know, and usually it's anal. Mm. You know, you boof. So I'm not surprised that he had boof in there. He had Devil's Triangle and Renata alumnus. I think it's referring to like, you know, getting wasted and having like crazy sex parties. Mm. Maybe not a sex party, but having sex at a party. Okay. Which wouldn't surprise me. But regardless, it's the most unethical sham I've mm. ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hell. Who do you think Lindsey Graham boofs? I bet you Lindsey Graham would boof Kavanaugh. Oh, you definitely. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make a depth triangle and then go have some mint juleps afterwards to cool down. Yeah, when he breaks, when he breaks out the cigarette holder. <laughs> going to read some Truman yeah. Capote yeah. tonight and stay in. <laughs> anyway, that, that was probably one of the most entertaining things I've seen. I in wouldn't put anybody through this, not for all the mint juleps in the world. <laughs> You can give me mint juleps every day till I die, and I still wouldn't put a man through this. <laughs> I just love how, like, all the the the, uh, the conservative media is just like he single handedly saved <laughs> Judge Kavanaugh's nomination. Yeah. <laughs> he was so inspiring. Even Rush Limbaugh is like, "Hey, was an inspiring. That was an inspiring, passionate speech." It's just like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> It was. It probably was one of the highlights, though. God. It was very entertaining. That, that whole yeah. thing was very entertaining. Anyway, speaking of uh, of honorable men, <laughs> let's move on to our main topic here of uh, of this episode. Um, Rudolf Hess, otherwise known as the traitor of the Nazis. Mm. Yeah, Rudolf Hess. Rudolf Hess. Rudolf Hess. Rudolf Hess. <laughs> He's my favorite Nazi, yeah. always so sharply dressed. <laughs> and he liked a little bit of the occult. Yeah. <laughs> we should almost do the whole show in Lindsey Graham's voice. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know how long the listening audience could handle that. Mm. I would say about maybe 10 minutes, and then like, it's just not funny anymore, D. Yeah, yeah. You dick. <laughs> Stop. Anyway. You wait. I'm going to tell Dr. Strawberry all about this. <laughs> You'll see. That is, you know, mm. Dr. Strawberry is a great like DJ name. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, Dr. Dre and Dr. Strawberry. Mm. <laughs> anyway, Rudolf Hess probably, though, is one of the coolest Nazis. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about his story in particular, it's like bizarre. I, I mean, not to, I mean, not to mention the guy was into the occult. Mm. He was also a high-ranking Nazi. Deserted the Nazi. Yeah, deserted the Nazi. Yeah. I mean, just quite a quite a. And he was an such a good story. deputy Führer that after he left, they never had another deputy Führer. Yeah, didn't they're uh, like we can't ever fill his shoes. I think they put Bormann in uh, the this whatever position he was at, but it was, he eliminated the deputy Führer yeah. position. The Führer mm. Hitler was quite incensed about it. Yeah, he was incensed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Rudolf Hess mm. though definitely one of the more fascinating Nazis yeah. of the time. Um, he uh, he promoted the practices and raised many occultists to positions of power during the regime. Yeah, it, wasn't he a member of the Thule Society? He was, yeah, and he was like one of, uh, of Hitler's earliest friends, like in 1920 or something. You know, 
when he joined the Nazi party. So, so. he was, he, I heard he actually, like, he went to prison with Hitler. Yeah, after the and beer did, hall putsch. And didn't he, putsch. like, assist him with, like, the Mein Kampf mm. Which I always thought, I, I'd always heard about the beer hall putsch, and it wasn't until I actually read about it, like, I don't know, like, in the last year or something, that I, I always thought it was just, like, a bunch of guys got into a bar fight or something, and then they got arrested. But it, apparently it was, like, they tried to take over the entire government of yeah, Germany. I mean, it, yeah, it was, like, I don't know why I thought it was such, like, a silly thing, you know? No, I mean, I forget, okay. what was the name of his party at the time? The uh, whatever it, it wasn't the Nazi party then, was it? It was NSDAP. Yeah. NSD, okay, yeah, NSDAP. Yeah. And so he went in there. And didn't he have like a full rally? Mm. And then they were like, "We're gonna take over the government." It was like an mm. attempted coup, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. And they, they and Hess and Hitler both believed in that stab in the back myth mm. that the reason they lost World War One is because of the Jews and the communists. Yeah. Which wasn't the reason, right? But, and they both they both fought in World War One. Yeah. Hess and Hitler, you know. And I think that's that's yeah. part of it is the whole like uh, yeah. you know that that jingoism the the yeah. jingoist rally and that's and that's what they just kind of uh, rode upon to like bring the Nazis into uh, into prominence. Well, you know what's weird? I on Facebook recently, I for some reason I followed some uh, recently started following these groups that are like, you know, the elites are trying to do stuff in the Illuminati and whatever you know, and um, they're all pretty much of the same opinion. That the Jews are responsible for Just all for everything. wars and, you know, everything's an <laughs> all inside the job. Misdeeds. Yeah. yeah, the Jews are planning. They're orchestrating everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. easy to blame the Jews. <laughs> uh, so it's not that outrageous, you know, like a lot of people in America believe that to this day, you know. I mean, the protocols, elder protocols of Zion. I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, but but so the thing is that with interesting about mm. Hess is Hess, best friends with Hitler, mm. rode, you know, he he was alongside Hitler as Hitler like rose to power. Mm. He didn't want a position of power like Himmler or anything like that. He yeah. just kind of wanted to work behind the scenes mm -hmm. and support Hitler, support his Fuhrer. He was the most loyal. Yeah, guy. I mean, fiercely yeah. loyal. Yeah. So so what happened? Uh, why, he why was did he mentally desert? ill. Is most likely is is the there's different theories about what the fuck happened because basically what happened was that in uh, 1941 um, he hopped in a plane. And flew to the United Kingdom and then jumped out uh, of the plane in a parachute over Scotland. Yeah, he like hopped into a Monsieur, he just stole a Monsieur Schmidt and just yeah. took off and yep. flew to Scotland. Yeah. From Germany. <laughs> did anybody know about this? Uh, supposedly, no. So, how did it happen? He just, in the middle of the night, just kind of took off? Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of planning. I don't think, because it, it, I think like any amount of planning would have gotten found out, you know? Um, he just, you know, went bananas and... What's this here? Uh, May 10th, 1941. Mm. He ate dinner at his home. Yeah. Then he hopped into a Monsieur Schmidt, flew to Scotland. Yeah. He was chased by British planes. Mm. He crashed, parachuted out, mm. survived, and was mm. captured by a farmer. Yeah. And then he asked to speak to the Duke of Hamilton. Right. <laughs> claiming he sought a peace agreement between Germany and Britain. Yeah. Now, is that true? Um, there's different... I mean, I think it's true. I think that he thought that, you know, he, he said that later that he said that, you know, he didn't think that Germany could fight on two fronts. Um, you mean against Britain and against Russia? Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. He just, he didn't think that. So he, he wanted to try to stop a war with, you know, England. You know, they... Uh, Which is, you know, because Hitler didn't actually want to go to war with England either. 
Um, but he wanted Poland also. So it's like when he invaded Poland, England had a treaty with Poland, so they declared war, you know. Well, there's a lot of conspiracy theories mm. uh, about Hess and mm. why he deserted the Germans. The Russians suspected that Hess was trying to secretly unite Germany and Britain so they could team up against Russia. Right. I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, did, did was Churchill and Stalin, like, were they comrades? Uh, no. No, they weren't. And, and I mean, I think maybe Hess wanted to do that, but I mean, I don't think that's realistic, you know? Well, so... And, and that's the thing, like Hitler, after he left, I mean, mm. Hitler was, he ordered that the German press should characterize him as a complete madman. Yeah. And his decision to fly to Scotland was entirely his own without mm. Hitler's knowledge or authority. Mm. And it was like his fucking, I don't know, tarot card reader, somebody told him to do it or something like that is also another theory. Or his, like, he consulted, he had like a pendulum and crystals and whatever. You know, he was basically like an old lady in Sedona, Arizona. He could consult his fucking humble figurines and his, you know, crystals and shit. Well, so, okay. When he was He's the younger, reason that they outlawed uh, astrology. Yeah, like, Germany well, after, that was, yeah. yeah, that was after he left mm -hmm. or after he deserted. But so when he was growing up with Hitler, you know, rising to power with Hitler mm -hmm. in, the, in the 1920s or whatever, was he fully into occultism then? And he was fully, I know he was like a hardcore vegan. Yeah. And into like, you know, healthy existence and uh, healthy diets i mean i think they even had a, a problem in england trying to feed the guy yeah because he wouldn't eat anything you know they kept him at the tower of london so he was in prison for oh i didn't know for that. a hmm. bit of time yeah. um but but the thing is so when he was like hanging out with hitler they're in in prison writing mein Kampf, talking about like exterminating jews and jews being the you know the the problem the ill of the of the world was hitler like dude you're gonna have to knock off the crystal shit all right like the whole thing with the crystals and the yeah. talisman and mm. like that you know i don't know about that or was hitler totally down with the occultism i think hitler was fine with it um i mean you know we might have to do a different episode about this I but i mean the the, the the nazi party had occult roots you know because the thule society was kind of like a like a society of like old rich gentry, you know, noblemen who are like, oh, let's dabble in the occult. Mm, it's funny, you know. And then they were like, wait, let's have like a working class populist branch of this organization. That became the NSDAP, you know. Oh, that was, so that's how, that was the Nazi party. Yeah, that it was the Nazi party. The yeah, and, the and then once the Nazi party got going, it was like a bunch of like, you know, working class guys, a ton of them. And they're like, why do we need these old fruity fucking magicians? hanging around fuck them so then they just cut them loose but then yeah. but then they after Hess had deserted and uh, went to, to the United Kingdom then Hitler was like no now we're gonna get rid of all we're gonna pretty much the, although him were outlaw all yeah. of the uh, except within the, the SS occultists. Yeah, that's the thing, because Himmler... Himmler kind of had free brain. Yeah, and Himmler was also trying to transition, at least at first, people in the SS, uh, away towards a pagan... Um, More of like a pagan type of belief dogma. system. Dogma, yeah, yeah. You know, so I think we should actually probably do a whole intro on the Thule Society, because it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, but that's another show. Mm. But Hess was a member of the Thule Society, yeah. and he even went so far as to have extensive maps drawn up of supposed networks of spiritual energy. Hmm. Like that guy was into it. Right, like ley lines. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people say that the story of his flight to Scotland, which Hitler claimed is a massive personal betrayal, hmm. Was was uh, like the spirits told him to do that? Yeah, 
Like he was, he in like a had a dream. Yeah. He had a dream, and the spirits told him to do that mm-hmm. to to leave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, after after he left, uh, uh, the Nazis Gestapo forces commenced Action Hess. Yeah. Which was a process of rounding up and imprisoning all of his associates, including mm-hmm. his wide ranging network of occultists and ritualists. Um, but yeah, so everything from fortune telling to astrology was completely outlawed. So the black magic thing just ended then. Yeah. So 1941. So I mean, but I mean, think about it. So throughout the 30s, there were people doing rituals hmm. and getting together. And uh, and what was that? Uh, Ve- uh, what was Himmler's castle? Vevelsberg. Vevelsberg. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, were they trying to summon demons? No one knows what kind of rituals they were doing. They have a chamber that's made specifically for fucking rituals. I've been there. Um, but well, I've nobody seen knows. Hellboy. Nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the Thule Society was trying yeah. to do a doomsday ritual causing yeah. uh, Hellboy to appear with what, with Rasputin. That is true, yes. <laughs> I well, That is true in the book, yeah. In the movie, yeah. So that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it's kind of fascinating to me, the whole Nazi uh, occult roots, yeah. which, is, which is interesting. But yeah, that all ended. That ended mm. with Action Hess. Yeah. All of the astrologers, faith healers, occultists, they're gone. Did Hitler, was Hitler like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to eat meat now? Uh, no, he didn't, he didn't no. eat meat. Although he did start getting like meat, you know, cow lungs injected into him by the doctor. <laughs> if you remember that episode we did, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so what was the aftermath of all this? He he uh, has. So he was a he was a prisoner of war. But did he have the authority to create a peace agreement on his own? Not really. No. Yeah, I mean yeah. Hitler wasn't wasn't yeah. com- complicit with this. No. Um, so, so what he, did the British do with him? They just they just put him in a prison. They just put him as a prisoner of war. And then when the war ended, um, they sent him to uh, Nuremberg to be on trial with the other Nazis. Well, Spandau Prison Sp- yeah. in Berlin. Yeah, Spandau but Ballet. Spandau them? Ballet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, for the last 20 years of his life, he was the only prisoner in the entire place. Yeah. So he was yeah. to life in prison. Um, yeah, he didn't. He didn't get death. It was. It's kind of weird because it's like he did sign. He did draft like the Nuremberg Laws of 1935, which took like all basically all property away, property away from, from Jews. Jews yeah. But he wasn't involved in the Holocaust at all. Like so he left. He didn't plan the before. camps. No. you don't. But you don't think he supported the the goal, the objective of these. That camps, was very the much on a, That was very much on a need to know basis. Like the planning of that shit. Like it was Hadrick. Hadrick was the guy who, you know, Hadrick and uh, what's his name? The guy they put in trial in fucking Israel. Eichmann, you know. They were the guys who really planned that shit. And it was very much like there were like people within the upper levels of the Nazi party who actually like weren't fully aware of what was going on. But you can't tell me that Heinrich Himmler and and Hess had no idea that Jews were being put on trains. I didn't say fucking Heinrich Himmler, dude. Hess left before that shit went down. Pretty much. I thought they were killing Jews at the end of the 30s. Yeah, it was in the 40s. Hmm. Yeah, um, and like, like they were like, it was it was pretty compartmentalized. It was like the it was the SS that were the guarding the camps, um, and you know Heydrich and those guys that were building it, and it was pretty much you know it was pretty compartmentalized from what I understand. And it's like it's not like we have the records. Like all the records are there, you know, so we know who did what. That's why it was so easy to fucking put them on trial. Well, I th- <clears throat> it's interesting here they're saying at the time of the Nuremberg trial, though, mm. he was suffering from severe amnesia. 
It was periodically unable to remember anything from his Nazi years, which to me sounds very convenient. Yeah, well, that was really weird because he's like, oh, yeah, I have amnesia. And they're like, dude, whatever. But then he was such a fucking weirdo. And they like brought his wife and he's like, oh, hello, who are you? You know, and they did this whole, they did all these tests to don't, like don't you try think to. he was acting? Well, yeah, he was. Because the weird thing is he was nuts though. It was, it was, was, yeah, it was really complicated because basically he could, like, they did all these tests and psychologists and psychologists were like, you know what? He is, he does have amnesia. He does. And, uh, and then when he took the stand for the first time, he's like, aha, I fooled you all. I remember (laughs) everything. And they're like, oh, all right. Well, we'd, you know, I guess we'll just go on with the trial then and prosecute you. And he's like, Yeah. But I mean, uh, at that point, cool. isn't it kind of irrelevant? They're going to imprison him anyway. So it's like... No, actually, it, it maybe not, you know? Like, if he could... If, like, they had basically... He'd basically proven to them that he was... Uh, had amnesia. And because he wasn't directly involved with any of the, like, great horrors of the fucking regime, it, it, it's Israel hard to say what would have happened. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to say what would have happened to him. And I don't think Israel hunters. was that interested in him, you know? Because although he like, yeah, he did take the property away, he wasn't really involved in the final solution. So, you know, nor do I think anybody would have trusted him to be involved in the final solution. Because it's like, as the 30s went on, he's kind of was did, more I mean, and more it, spaced out he, and but weird. But was his mental state degrading? Yeah. Like towards the end of the 30s? Yeah. Like when you, you know... Like when you set out your daily calendar based around crystals and pendulums and, you know, it's usually a sign that you kind of go in cuckoo. But it's also kind of amazing that the mm. guy would still have the, mm. uh, the the mental, you know, capacity to go steal mm. a plane, fly all the way to Scotland. I mean, the, according to the records... To make the, peace? According to the records, the week before he flew to Scotland, he had three appointments with Dr. Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so we kept his calendar. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we have it. Uh, Um, (laughs) And on Thursday night, it was a beer bus over at uh, Squee's house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you love how we had a friend named Squee? Yeah, yeah. Squee liked to boof a lot. Do you think Um, they ever, like, were were involved in tearing down a community center (laughs) for people, you know? We're going to build a golf course where this community center is, and there's nothing you can do to stop us. Oh, let's go boof. That's the thing with Gavadon. Mm, yeah. He looks like all the guys that were like the the antagonists in Revenge of the Nerds. Like right, the jocks. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, that that was Kavanaugh. Yeah. I played on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. I worked my butt off at Yale. It's like, okay, yeah. buddy. Yeah. God. Yeah, and everyone's like, I can't like, is it really so hard to believe that like a privileged fucking <laughs> frat guy is a is rapey? Yeah, it's really <laughs> tough for me to fucking swallow, man. You know? So anyway. I was reading this quote here that Winston Churchill, um, uh, Churchill made a comment on Hess's mission. He said, he came to us of his own free will. I can't even do a Churchill accent. Yeah. Uh, and though without authority, had something of the quality of an envoy. And he referred to Hess's plan as one of lunatic benevolence. Yeah. It's a great album name. Lunatic mm. benevolence. That is good, yeah. The metal record. So Albert Speer after the war, discuss the rationale for the fight with Hess. He said that uh, the idea had been inspired to him in a dream by supernatural forces. Right. It said, we will guarantee England her empire. In return, she will give Germany a free hand in Europe. And that's what he, that's what he believed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
I guess in Spandau Prison has told a journalist, uh, Desmond Zwar, that Germany could not win a war on two fronts. Uh, he knew that there was only one way out, and that was certainly not the fight against England. But they could win as front 242. They probably could mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Um, he said, even though I did not get permission from the Fuhrer to fly, I knew that what I had to say would have had his approval. Mm. He said Hitler had great respect for the English people. Yeah, so I maybe. Mean, Hitler did, you know, didn't want to go to war with England, but, you know, he did end up doing it. So, yeah. yeah. There, was no way, there was no way to prevent it at that point. When he flew, he he was just bananas, um, and so he yeah he fooled them with um, uh, with the amnesia bit somehow. Well, I mean, it I saw like- a documentary about it, and they t- they actually talked to some of the lawyers that were still alive, and they're like, I don't know, yeah, and we weren't like super interested in prosecuting him because he wasn't as culpable as a lot of these other horrible people. So I think they might have been willing to like, and he'd already been in prison for a bunch of time, and they're like, yeah. You know, so, but then he's like, aha, I fooled you all. I love the Fuhrer. Fuck you. you My question is, like, what was his mental state? I mean, if you talk to him at Mm. that point, like when they were, you know, prosecutors were interviewing him or whatever, when you talk to him at that point, Mm. could he make a coherent sentence? Was he just babbling nonsense? He was babbling nonsense. And I have some of what he said um, because he didn't testify on the stand. But before he was like sentenced or whatever, he he made a statement. Um, And in the statement, uh, it's long, so I'm not going to say all of it, but I'm going to paraphrase part of it. Um, uh, He basically, he's like, uh, some of my comrades here can confirm the fact that at the beginning of the proceedings, I predicted that some of the defendants would act rather strangely. They would make shameless utterances about the Fuhrer. They would incriminate their own people. They would partially incriminate each other. and then he and then he quotes something. He says that uh, in 1936 to 1938 there were tri- political trials in other countries, um, and he said these were characterized by the fact that the defendants accused themselves in an astonishing way. Um, and then he says uh, the actions. Wait, no. Wait, he's referring to political trials of Nazis in other countries. No, no, oh. like some other thing that happened in, oh, okay. I don't know, the USSR. And he basically said that the people seemed like they were mind-controlled. This, this is what Hess was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, and he said, uh, at the end, when death sentences were passed upon them, uh, they clapped in frenzied approval to the astonishment of the world. Some foreign press car- correspondents had the impression that these defendants, though some through some means hitherto unknown, had been put in an abnormal state of mind. It was said that the defendants had strange eyes. They had glazed and dreamy eyes. Um, it, it sounds like he's like, you know, in the middle of doing a tarot card reading or something. I mean, yeah. it's like... <laughs> And then he says, um, he says, he quotes an article about, I think it was trials in England or something. I'm not sure what they were. But he says, uh, these means make it possible for the selected victims to be made to act and speak according to the orders given them. And about that, he said, the actions of the personnel in German concentration camps, including the scientists and physicians who made these frightful and atrocious experiments on the prisoners, actions which normal human beings could not possibly carry out. So he was trying to rationalize like Mengele's actions by saying he was being controlled by another force. Yeah. So who was the other force? Was it other Hitler? Other countries or something. Was it Churchill or Stalin? Yeah. Yeah. He okay. didn't say he didn't specifically say but the implication that it was other countries controlling 
people and they're still controlling them and he was like he was like i hear that electricity in the walls when he was in his cell and he's like they're trying to control me or drive me crazy goring and goring's like what the fuck is the matter with you dude so i wonder what happened when he was uh brought back to germany and he Mm. was put on trial did the other germans even want to speak to him no I mean, no. everyone must have hated them. This yeah. a persona non grata. Yeah, they, they, they kind of pitied him. They're mm-hmm. just like, what the? Because by that point, Goering was just kind of like, you know, joking around at that point. Because he's like, he knew he was fucked. Well, he, yeah, you know? Goering was. <laughs> so he was just. He's on the yeah. short list to be executed. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So he was just like fucking making jokes and whatever. <laughs> um, and yeah, so nobody was really like having lunch with him. Nobody was sitting with him. Yeah, I was about to say he didn't yeah. have like a cellmate. No. I'm surprised there weren't attempts on his life. Because of their of the love for the Fuhrer, I don't think they cared that much at that point. Hmm. Um, I think people were just kind of like there were some people. Like Goering was trying to encourage everybody to not recant, you know, the Fuhrer and and the Nazi uh, ideals. Because at that point he knew he was fucked. But some yeah. people, you know, uh, some people were thinking about it obviously because they thought maybe they won't get executed if they did that. You know. So would you say that? At the time, like prior to 1941, mm. Hess was probably Hitler's best friend. Yeah. Like confidant. Yeah, because he was the most loyal person. Do you think he ever pulled the devil's triangle with Eva Braun? <laughs> like the two of them together? I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Nazis, mm. I mean, were known for some of their deviant sexual mm. behavior. Um, that's a that's a topic for another intro. Yeah, God, you can you can almost do a whole Nazi podcast. Well, the weird thing about because <clears throat> he makes his he talks for twenty minutes when he's making this speech, and then and then they, they interrupt him and they're like, because he's like he, he talked for twenty minutes and he's like, for instance, in nineteen forty two, and they're like, dude, you've just been talking for twenty minutes. You didn't take the stand. Yeah. This is a short, supposed to be a short statement, and he's like, all right, fine, you know, and then he's like, I. You know, I did my duty, and uh, I do not regret anything, and my Fuhrer is the greatest man that ever lived, you know, in a thousand years. And did he finally end it with, this is not a job interview. Yeah. This is hell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the weird thing about him talking about mind control like that is is interesting. I mean, I, I don't... I think it's all nonsense, but it's interesting in a synchronicitous kind of way in that, you know, uh, MKUltra mind control with a K ultra a lot of the ideas from that the CIA got from that they took from the operation paperclip files that they got from the Nazis you know a lot of the a lot of the ideas behind MK ultra and a lot of those early CIA projects were and some of the fucking personnel you know were taken directly from the Nazis well, I mean, if you think about it, the Nazis had free reign to experiment as much as they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think other countries were taking that liberty. Yeah, because so they took a lot of, like, counterintelligence, you know, psychologists and counterintelligence um, higher-ups uh, from the Nazi party, as well as um, aviation physicians and things that later would make up the space program, Werner von Braun and, you know, those you motherfuckers. Know, you know, know, I think it is if you play a Wagner record backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to be uh, start, starting to hate Jews. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Mm. Um, I, you know, I, I think or it's... Or forwards. If, if yeah. you ask me, I think it's... To say it's mind control is just a way to justify the atrocity. I, I Yeah, and I think, honestly, what was... Like, they were showing the... Um, they were showing, like, video... In, like, during those trials, they were showing film footage of, of the camps. And the thing is, is, like... 
obviously Hess hadn't been in fucking Germany since 1941. Goering was in charge of the fucking Luftwaffe. popcorn, just watching it. Like, this is great. No, well, I mean, Goering had... A lot of them, like Goering actually, when that happened, he got pissed off because he was just like making jokes and just like cracking like wise and like being a wise ass. He was like the class clown. And then they're just like, and then they show showed the film and yeah, he was Auschwitz literally like, he films. said something like, why'd you have to show that film? Now everybody's all depressed. Killing our buzz yeah. here. God. But it's like, because Goering had never been to the fucking camps. You know, he wasn't involved in the SS. Um, he was involved in a lot of the Nazi shit, but the camp specifically, he'd never been to them. You know what I mean? Um so it was like a lot of people hadn't actually, even if they, well, they even if they had like signed off on shit, it. they hadn't, they didn't actually know like the full details of how horrific it was. But you you're know? still guilty by association. I'm not saying they're not, thing, dude. Yeah. I'm just saying that seeing that film footage was actually a shock to a lot of those people. Because well, they were like, holy fuck, at the this same- is not... Because some of them thought, like, maybe, okay, maybe this is going to go all right for us. We're prison of war, whatever. And then they saw the video, and they're like, oh, fuck. We well, are fucked, dude. Did you ever you see know? that film, Boy in the Striped Pajamas? No. It's great. It's a great mm-hmm. uh, feel-good movie. Yeah. Rom-com. Not yeah. a rom-com. Uh, but no, in, in that movie, uh, mm-hmm. the the kid's father, yeah. like the, the boy's father, he was like one of the Nazi aristocracy. I mean, he was a mm-hmm. high-ranking official, yeah. but he was so far removed from, from it. He basically just hosted other dignitaries and they right. just stayed in Berlin. Mm-hmm. You know, had no idea until one day Hitler was just like, actually, now we're going to make you ch- in charge of this one camp. Yeah, yeah. And that, so he went over there and was like, holy shit. Yeah, that happened to you a know, lot of people, like, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you can kind of see some of these guys yeah were just and even in that politics. situation it was either like you did your guard duties or they shot you yeah you know exactly so it's like mm, so yeah. so i mean i can understand that but i think that this yeah. whole thing of uh this guy's like oh it was mind control that's why it was happening is is akin to saying like mm. i was possessed by satan that's why i murdered my baby yeah i mean i think it was some of that i think he was i think he may have honestly believed that because he was like but he was mental he was pretty crazy yeah, he was yeah. Mental at the end. yeah. wow Anyway, he definitely is one of the more fascinating. But I think he was Nazis. also horrified at at what he saw with the with the you know. I, I bet you was yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure he was horrified mm. at at what he helped sure. know, develop. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and what it became. Um, yeah, one of the more fascinating Nazis. I do think we should uh, we should come back to the Thule Society though sure. on a future show. Um, that's something I, I think we should almost. Other than the whole like. You know, you had to be an anti-Semite and like mm. sign a waiver saying that you have no Jewish blood in your veins. Mm. It still seemed like a pretty cool group to hang out. Yeah, and, it's pretty cool. You know, and like invoke some demons and yeah. shit. That's, that seems like a fun time. There's a guy, uh, one of the guys who founded it, and his name was Baron von Ribbentrop. <laughs> <laughs> his office is right next to Dr. Strawberry's. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. The two work next to I mean, each you other. Go have an office suite. I mean, wouldn't you want to go drink beer with Baron von Ribbentrop? I'm fucking down. You know? Come on. Yeah. Uh, people's episode 654 here is sticking wrong. We have new stories coming up next, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. 
That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here has to do with a uh, Texas inmate who was recently executed. Um, a Texas inmate taunted a jury to sentence him to death, was executed Wednesday for torturing and drowning an East Texas woman uh, in his bathtub and then stuffing her body into a barrel. Uh, his name was Troy Clark. He was condemned for the May 1998 slaying of a former roommate, Christina Muse. Authorities said that Clark, a drug dealer, had worried that Muse would snitch on him. Hmm. Um, quick aside here. I was getting a lot of emails about last week's show when you had your cousin on. Okay. Yeah, everyone's just like, oh, you know, she sounded exactly like a, B- a BBC correspondent. It's just such a posh accent, giving me the horn. Yeah, I, I saw like, that too. Yeah, yeah, a few people emailed saying like how much they were giving, like they were getting the horn. Yeah, and a bunch of people were, were very surprised that I was related to someone with such a posh accent. But <laughs> <laughs> do you expect some kind of cockney uh, yeah, prostitute yeah. or something? Yeah, they were pretty shocked. Yeah, I, I think you mm. should probably refrain from telling her that people probably ejaculated to the sound of her voice. <laughs> right. So, man, she probably doesn't want to know that. No. Um, so, uh, so Clark chuckled as he addressed several friends watching through a window a few feet from him. Mm. Yeah, like while he's being executed. Which is odd to me that his friends would attend this event. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he kept telling them a number of times that he loved them. And it's all good. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, then he said, I'm not the one who killed Christina. But hey, whatever makes you happy. <laughs> I love how that's like his last words. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever blows your dress up. Mm. That's fine. You know, I don't know what my last words would be. Maybe this is the most unethical mm. sham that yeah. I've ever yeah. had. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you all in hell. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'd probably yeah. do. Just pull a Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Get really emotional. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would say. Maybe, uh... How did he save the fucking nomination? Honestly. <laughs> Forget, like, we gotta move beyond this. <laughs> he made this little southern man very upset. Maybe we should reconsider this whole thing. No, you he, know? He had, like, a full-on hissy fit. Like yeah. a tantrum. He was incensed mm. and just kind of... Yeah, I mean, I don't see how that... I, you'd mm. think he actually would have made it worse. Yeah. Although you could see the whole time, like, uh, a cabinet was looking at him like, yeah. I don't know what this guy, this gay man is yeah. freaking out yeah. about, but I'm down yeah. with it. Yeah, I've been through hell. Mm. This is hell. If, if, we just know, if we just confirm him, will you stop your Tennessee Williams monologue, please? <laughs> okay, you know what? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Mm. So as the lethal dose of the sedative uh, penobarbital was administered, Clark was laughing the entire time. Mm. Which I think I would probably get into that. That's what lethal injection is? Is phenobarbital? Yeah. Oh. Or penobarbital. That's what this is. Is that different than phenobarbital? I, I don't okay. Know. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's what they use in Texas. Mm. Something that's just a little more painful. Yeah. Um, he was laughing the entire, entire time and he kept remarking, this is burning. It's burning going in. Mm. But that's kind of what I like about this guy. He was given like a full play-by-play report mm. as he was dying. He kept saying, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. I'm feeling it now. Yeah. And then he grunted, gasped, and began to snore. Huh. Seconds later, all movement stopped, and he was pronounced dead. That sounds like a pretty... De- oh, you fall asleep, and then you die. 
Well, it sounds like he was like it was burning. Okay. He kept saying he felt it. Right. He grunted and gasped, and then yeah. he died. It took him 21 minutes. Oh, man. Okay, maybe that's not so great. Uh, Margaret Bowman here, the uh, victim's aunt, said witnessing the execution was a tough experience, but it was kind of bittersweet. Hmm. She said that Clark's attitude during the procedure was troubling. Hmm. <laughs> um, would, you, would you be able to watch the execution of someone who murdered a loved one? It's really hard to say. I, would I be able to? Sure. Would I want to? I don't know. Well, would you do it? Like, let's say, I don't know, some murder your sister. Like, would you go to Texas or whatever and witness the execution, I don't know, 20 years later? Probably. Um, and though, I don't think I'd, I'd get any satisfaction out of it or even think that I would get any satisfaction out of it. I would think I just do it for do the experience. It. Yeah, I just do it for the experience. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think actually, like, what, you know, I think in that situation, the only thing that would actually, I would think would make me feel better is actually killing the person myself. I don't think watching other people kill them would actually, you know. I mean, I can't say I'm an avid supporter of capital way. punishment. Yeah. However, I, I feel if like someone mm. murdered my sister, mm. I would want to see them being yeah. put down. And I think the whole time I would be like, I don't know, like doing stuff with my finger. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like sitting there, like just making, you know, taunting the guy. Right. While he dies. I think it would depend on their reaction, you know, because it, if it was like this guy. Laughing the whole time. Then you're just like, well, what the fuck did I fly out here for, you know? Uh, but if it's like that thing that happens to a lot of people. When they're like, execute me. Yeah, great. Looking forward to it. I hate being in prison. And then as soon as they start walking them to the thing, they're like, wait, they start crying. No, wait. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do it. You know, and then they, and then if you get that reaction, yeah, maybe you'll like it. Maybe it's fun. Pretty you horrible know? to watch. Maybe. And maybe not. I yeah. mean, maybe I get satisfaction mm. from it. Yeah. You know, do they let the uh, victim's families actually have a couple, couple words with the guy? Or are you not allowed to have any contact at all? Because you know how like a priest can go in there, but yeah, no, I don't think so. No. See, now that's something I think they should allow. They let the they let you do that at sentencing, you know. Yeah, but I mean, could why you, are you going to do it again? Well, could you? I guess you could visit them at the prison, but they could choose not to yeah, see you. Yeah, you could probably write them letters, but I, w I wouldn't mind just having like you mm. know the last word with them before they die. Right. Like that's that's something I wouldn't mind doing. I think that would give me some closure, mm. like just to be able to like tell them that. You know, it gives me great satisfaction to watch them die. I would be too afraid of um, them switching minds with me. <laughs> that's what Doctor Octopus did to Spider Man. Isn't that what uh, Wes Craven in the Wes Craven movie Shocker? Didn't he do that that way or something? Or did Spirit he? came out and like, yeah, went in. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess you do have to be careful. Mm. Um, the 51-year-old Clark became the 17th inmate put to death this year in the U.S. and the 9th okay. given lethal injection mm. in Texas, which is the nation's busiest capital punishment state. <laughs> they just love killing people in Texas. Um, it's a state on the grow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's like probably a growth industry for them. Yeah. yeah. You know? uh, after his conviction, Clark had argued his trial attorneys failed to present evidence of his childhood Hmm. which was marked by physical and emotional abuse, he feels that might have convinced hmm. jurors to spare his life. Hmm. I kind of doubt it. Hmm. I, I kind of doubt it. <laughs> um, so here's what actually happened. So this happened I, like didn't, I didn't like The Last Jedi, and it ruined my childhood. <laughs> so I don't think you should execute me. <laughs> Those goddamn Ewoks. Yeah. Um, prosecutors said that Clark subdued Muse, 20 years old at the time, hmm. with a stun gun. 
He then bound her with duct tape and he left her in a closet for several hours while he played video games and sold drugs to a customer. Who was this person that he attacked? His roommate. This, this woman? Yeah, he was worried okay. she was going to snitch on him oh. for dealing drugs. Mm. So 1998, mm. was that PlayStation 2? Or maybe like N64? It wasn't PlayStation 2 yet. It was still PlayStation 1. So PS1. Maybe Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was playing was it the Dream- Sonic. No, it would have been the Saturn, I think, maybe, in 98. I think was it would Dreamcast be the Saturn. Was Dreamcast mid-90s? Dreamcast was after... No, Dreamcast was after the Saturn. Saturn was mid-90s. So this guy was playing... Maybe he might have been playing a Game Boy. It's possible. For all we know. Mm. Did you ever have one of those? Game Boy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had it, and then I, I think in my... 20s or something. I got a Game Boy Advance. You know, you know I was reading today that uh, yeah. searches for Bowsette has been on like totally on the rise. And uh, have, you, have you seen that? No. Do a search for it. There's a, for some reason on Pornhub, yeah. people have been searching for Bowsette, which is this like female mm. drawing of Bowser. Okay. Or is it, was that his name? Bowser? Yeah, Bowser. Yeah, yeah. Bow, it's female Bowser. She's kind of hot. Hmm. I was looking at it today, and I guess like all these like hot chicks are cosplaying it, and they've been making porn with it. Oh, yeah, it's kind of hmm. sexy. Maybe after the show, you yep. go home check it out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he was selling drugs, playing some video games, and he decided I'm going to go move Muse to the bathroom. Yeah, because all this time I've been jerking off to Wendy. Yeah, who is the daughter of Bowser? You know, the only female uh, Koopa. Now look at Bowser and drag. Okay, okay. all right, you're going to be into it. Hmm. All right. Um, so he moved her to a bathroom where he then hit her with a board. He smacked her with a board. Jesus. Well, he's resourceful. I mean, he mm. probably didn't have a hammer yeah. or a knife or anything. And then he threatened his girlfriend, Tori Bush, into helping him drown Muse in the bathtub. Mm. Which just kind of sucks yeah. to have to implicate this woman. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else she could do because this guy, I mean, at that point, mm. when a woman's bound, yeah. duct tape, your mouth's duct tape shut, yeah. and he's filling up a bathtub with her in it right and he's like you better help me like don't you think you're probably going to end up in the bathtub too yeah yeah i mean i don't know what else she yeah i don't know what else you could run yeah so uh she helped him yeah Uh, he then stuffed her into a barrel with cement mix and lime Mm. before just dumping the whole barrel in a ravine okay so if he had like put her in a barrel with cement mix and lime and then just dug like an eight foot deep hole and just threw it down there do you think anyone would ever found her Probably not. No. Well, if you think about it, though, where's the first place the police are going to look? It's what like you... they're probably going to come to their apartment that they shared. Yeah. Because she was his roommate. Right. And then she's going to meet this guy. And this guy looks like Gacy. Yeah. You look at a picture of him. He looks like John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> and it's like he deals drugs. And he, uh, you know, it, it, it's pretty obvious that this guy might have been involved in something. Mm. Um, against the advice of his attorney. He accuses everyone of snitching. Yeah. Are you snitching? Are you snitching? So yeah. we're the police. Against the advice of his attorneys, Clark testified during his trial's punishment phase, saying, I really ain't got no story to tell. I just want the death penalty. Mm. So it was pretty easy there. Okay. Um, not to mention uh, the evidence from his girlfriend at the time, who he forced to uh, help drown the victim here, mm. uh, was pretty damning. Okay. So uh, he, yeah, he was sentenced to, uh, to death. It wasn't that big of a deal. At the punishment hearing, this is kind of funny. So I guess, I guess he appealed multiple times to try to prevent the death sentence, but he ended up getting it anyway. And at the punishment hearing, the prosecutor said that two of his own relatives showed up and they told the prosecutors that they wanted to get the death penalty for him. Mm. They're like, you've got to put that guy to death. Yeah. That's his own relatives. 
Yeah. Didn't say if it was like his parents, but uh, yeah. Maybe he was like going to leave him something. Maybe he had some stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, the DA said he doesn't know if the evidence of Clark's troubled life would have really made it much of a difference for the jury. Yeah. I doubt it. He goes, but I do hope he's made peace with his maker. Hmm. Yeah. Satan. Okay. I'm sure he's making peace with Satan right now. Satan. Satan. <laughs> While he's in hell. Yeah. He went through hell, this yeah. man. <laughs> what do you have here for the second story? All right. <coughs> White supremacist accused of murder wanted to purge black people from the earth. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's a very popular sentiment these days. Yeah. Was he a Republican? <clears throat> um, he looks weird. I don't know if he's a Republican, but he, I, he looks, I don't know, how do you describe? He looks under-evolved to me. Like his yeah. chin is just, it, his chin's kind of sunken in. Yeah. Like he, he looks under-evolved. And his haircut is like, it's really one of the worst haircuts, uh, you know, like I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I'll post a picture of the page, yeah, but yeah. yeah, he's not a very attractive man. No. Dear God. Um... The crazed racist accused of murdering an African-American man in Manhattan last year told investigators that he was on a mission to purge the earth of black people. <laughs> one black person <laughs> at a time. One bla- yeah, one yeah. black guy at a time. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think, where's this guy from? I'm not sure. Was he like vacationing in New York or was he from New York? I think he purposefully went to New York okay. to exterminate the black people because there's a lot of black people in New York. That's where they're from. Yeah. <laughs> they're from there. It's like, I'm going to go straight uh, to Harlem where black people right. were created. Mm. All right. Well, I'm just going to do a Lindsey Graham voice because fucking... <laughs> I think we should just preserve the best people and get rid of all the dead weight, said James Jackson, 30, in the chilling confession tape. In my opinion, blacks are inferior people. He does look like one of those like unevolved people that was at like at the Charleston rally, yeah, with the with the, uh, the tiki lamps, yeah, <laughs> shouting, yeah. You know, it's like he looks like one of those guys. Yeah, he totally, yeah, he totally yeah. looks like. Put him in a polo shirt, <laughs> polo yeah. shirt. Give him yeah. a little tiki torch, right? Um, <clears throat> later in the interview, he added, "I think they need to be exterminated." <laughs> um, on March twentieth, two thousand seventeen. Jackson said he spotted Timothy Kaufman, 66, stooped over a pile of trash, scavenging for cans and bottles, and stabbed him in the back with a sword on West 36th Street. Wait, okay, okay, hold on a second. Mm. So this guy wants to exterminate black people, all of Mm. them. Yeah. And he's using a sword. He's using a sword. He would have made a horrible Nazi. Yeah. You know, you got to get like some trains. You got to mm. get the camps. Mm. You got to get some gas showers. It's like, come on, scalability here. Yeah. What's this guy thinking? A sword? But it's like, why didn't, like, I don't know. Get, look, look, I don't want to give anybody any ideas <laughs> or anything, you know, but it's like, I don't know, an AR-15, like everybody, every other idiot uses a fucking AR-15. What's, yeah, what's this guy's say, problem? You could probably kill you know? a lot more people yeah. with an AR-15. Yeah. I mean, why didn't you just go to Harlem and just, right. unlo- well, Harlem, it. yeah, it's mostly white people now. I yeah, mean, now yeah. I guess maybe you'd have to go to like yeah. maybe Queens or something. Like a Tyler Perry movie or but, something. But I mean, what I are you going to do with a sword? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, these people are never like... What kind of sword? Was it the like master a race. sword? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, They're he never thinks really... he's the master yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, he's, he, he doesn't have the mental capacity to be the master race. Right. So what kind of sword? He's a masturbator, probably. But <laughs> Was it like a broadsword? Was it a... It was a Game of Thrones commemorative sword. <laughs> Game of Thrones commemorative sword. 
<laughs> I will smite you down. Yeah. I have the power. Yeah. Um, uh, Jackson's. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Kaufman, a lifelong New Yorker, fell to the ground, put his hands up, and cried out as Jackson continued to plunge the blade into his chest. Why you stab me, fool? Mm. I thought it would be easier, said the army veteran, referring to the difficulty of subduing his victim. Yeah, because you're using a fucking sword, dude. Yeah. Get rid of gun. It'd be it a was, lot easier. It was a lot harder. <laughs> Man, I'm, yeah. I'm so tired now. I need a mint julep. Mm. This guy sucks. <laughs> uh, like... <laughs> In every possible way. Um, Jackson discarded the damaged sword in a trash can in Washington Square Park, but still had two knives. Do you think someone found that sword in the trash can and now it's in, the, in their studio apartment? Because you would have taken it, wouldn't you? Yeah, if totally. you found a sword in the yeah. trash. If it was covered in blood... I well, might have, maybe, I might I might have, have called the police. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but then um, I would have I told them, can I have it when you clean it up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah after the slaying uh, Jackson spent hours wandering the city with his hands in his coat pockets gripping the two knives <laughs> so he's just walking around yeah. with knives looking for someone to stab like but looking he, for another black guy but he failed to strike again good yeah it was weird I didn't feel great I didn't feel horrible either I thought the murder would send me into a blood rage fury <laughs> Recall Jackson in the videotaped interview. Like at the Kavanaugh hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a sham! Unethical uh, sham. Despicable. He stalked as many as 15 people and was particularly interested in targeting a black man with a white woman. Hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, he said he wanted to start a national dialogue about the evils of race mixing which he called the main crux of his white supremacist beliefs. Okay, so he was against uh, what uh, was what it, miscegenation? Miscegenation, yeah. there you go. Yeah. What do you think about like Jews dating non-Jews? Probably didn't like that either. Yeah, These guys not. never like Jews, though, because we, they think we're like mm. hiding under white skin or something. Right, yeah. yeah. Although, remember that guy who did the, the Daily Showa, and then it turned out he was married oh, yeah, to a he, Jew? He was, yeah, he yeah. was married to a Jew. Yeah, so you never know. Um, <clears throat> in an effort to um, maximize media exposure, he traveled to the Big Apple to commit the crime. Okay, so yeah. man, it's a major city. It's like walking around like fucking uh, John Voight. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I'm gonna kill some black people. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful folk song. From yeah. The 70s. yeah. <laughs> I think David Duke originally sang it. Um, it would be awesome if we could get the governments of the white countries together. Get the ball rolling, shake people out of their slumber. <laughs> I just think it's funny that these guys actually had this philosophy. Yeah, like, yeah. Like we could roll back time yeah, yeah. to the 1940s, 1950s. Mm. And have segregation in place where, like, yeah, mm. black guys aren't allowed mm. to look at white women. Right. It's like, dude, that's not going to happen. God. And it's like, I, I don't know. I think the governments of the white countries are in contact on a regular <laughs> basis. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's Although like. all the white countries get yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> um. You guys want to exterminate all your black people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
but when Jackson reached Times Square, he became discouraged after seeing so many mixed race couples. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this the yeah. other day. Do you think the same thing happened to Captain America when he woke up? Because <laughs> think about it. When, did, when was he put into the coma or whatever? Yeah, like 1944 or something. <laughs> so yeah. when he woke up and like, when was it, in the 2000s? Yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell's going on yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or do you think he was just like, okay, all right, I'm cool with this. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Had to have been jarring for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, it just seemed like I was seeing interracial couples everywhere. It was really demoralizing me. This is the new way, and we can't restore what we had 50 years ago. <laughs> when he finally like yeah. came to terms with reality. Yeah, I guess so. It's not about race, dude. Mm. It's about people. About humanity. Yeah, that's that's the purpose of Times Square. Yeah. To get people back in touch with reality. <laughs> back in touch with reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if he was in Times yeah. Square in the eighties, mm. he might have felt different. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember mm. Times Square in the eighties? Oh 80s? right, yeah, 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 yeah. Well now you just go to that fucking uh who's that fat vaping land. idiot who has who likes to eat things? He has a restaurant or something. Hmm. Guy got, Fieri. Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> You just go to his yeah, restaurant Why now. would this guy just like know. instead just kill Guy Fieri? I wouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, swords off the chain! <laughs> uh, instead of following through on his evil plan, he turned himself into cops at the Times Square substation a day after the slaying. He turned himself yeah. in. Yeah. This is the most anticlimactic, murderous, rape, racist story I've ever heard. Yeah. He just turned himself in. Dude, what happened really to the blaze of glory as white supremacy? I mean, look, thank Christ he did, but it's weird because he's like, you know what? There are too many black people. I'm going to go kill a bunch of them. And then he's like, man, there's so many black people around here. Man, that makes me sad. What was I going to do? I forget now. Like, what was, I don't understand how this wor how this played yeah, out. I, and, the, and the only mm. black guy he killed was an unsuspecting homeless man digging for cans in yeah. the trash. <laughs> It's like, okay, wow, that's an honorable murder there. Yeah. God. Mm. I don't Jesus even think you'd get into the KKK. Yeah. Um, yeah, shortly before he was transported to a central booking for his arraignment, uh, Jackson allegedly asked Detective Joseph Barbara whether he'd be alone in his cell once he got there. Barbara said that Jackson told him, if I'm in with a black man, I, I, I'll definitely kill him. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with a feeble 66-year-old homeless man, yeah. then you might be able to. I hope they ship this guy to Rikers Island. Oh, they will. Do, do they you help? always go to Rikers Island. So are there a lot of white supremacists? There must be a white supremacist contingent at Rikers. There's got to be some. Um, but they're not going to want this this wuss. No, no, no. <laughs> this no. guy is such a feeble no. excuse for a skinhead. He's terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. No. I don't think they have too many, but I think it's like the white people, like you know, there's like there's usually like a Polish gang or something, and you know, well, they, there was they when I was in jail him? in New York. I, mean, I think as soon as he gets, yeah. I think it's like as soon as he's going to go in there, he's yeah. going to like go up to a guy and call him the N word, and then they're just going to beat the fuck out of him like they did Dahmer. I think that there's like so many. I think they're slow, like. I think the white people are probably a minority. Um, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. So I think it's like they'll take whoever. 
most likely, if I, if I had to guess. I don't think he's going to get much protection. I mean, they're going to put him in general pop. Yeah, like, why would you protect this guy? Yeah, there, what does he no have to reason. offer anybody? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> it's yeah. like, if I was a white supremacist, I'd be like, yeah. dude, I don't want you on my club. Yeah, yeah, Well, first of all, you're hideous to look at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're hideous on the eyes. You're an eyesore in my prison cell. Mm. Yeah, so uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah that was the so uh, good luck, pal. The weakest attempt I've ever heard of a, trying to exterminate a race of people. Mm. God, man, try harder next time. Mm. Uh, people, you can send your story sickerrongpodcastgmail.com. Uh, we have some phone calls coming up next. You can always call the Sickerrong hotline at three two three five two two four zero three two. Remember to keep it under three minutes if you want to get it played on the show. Before we get to our first call, though, uh, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey guys, it's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Lugaric's disease got pretty bad. Let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E. I am now a new man. Thanks. So got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. The first call we have is from Epic Farter, who's telling us about his Me Too moment. Okay. Ah, Dean Harrison. Epic Farter here. Um, I'm just chuckling listening to your little story about his uh, girlfriend uh, ringing him while she was shitting herself in the car. Just... Yeah, it made me chuckle. <laughs> Luckily, I've not done that, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I could imagine the scenario. Um, anyway, I'll... Yeah, that guy called back. Did he really? With like, uh, just kind of, I don't know, some closure to the story. Yeah. And it, it a second part. And I told him to call in. Yeah. Because the the second part, the, more, the, 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 the details he gave were really hilarious. Oh, really? So if you're listening mm. right now there, Werner Herzog, mm. you better call that in. And uh, let us know what happened. The aftermath. Well, because he emailed you or something, and yeah, it was a really long email, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I'm not going to read this whole thing on the show. But yeah, you got to have it in his voice, man. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. It's all. The, it's it's your voice. Mm. It's the inflection. Get onto it quickly, because I know we've only got three minutes. Um, I was at an event at the weekend. Um, that fishing shit that I do that you all seem to find a bit strange uh, the club that I'm a member of they own quite a lot of lakes all around the country and the guy who owns I like how some people mm. join the Thule Society of Occultists <laughs> where other people are like I'm in a fishing club yeah <laughs> we go fishing <laughs> hey whatever sounds yeah. fun we've consolidated all the lakes <laughs> in the northern British area I bet you'd be kind of cool to be in a fishing club yeah it sounds fun yeah. mm. the lakes and the company that supply all the gear. Um, he's worth a lot of money, really nice guy, very passionate about what he does. He, he organized this um, party for us. So we got a free bar at the lake in like a tent. So this guy's the head of the fishing club? I guess so. 
Yeah. And he's a wealthy man. Yeah. That like organized a party, open yeah. bar. Mm. All right. Thing. Uh, we got free food by these caterers. So we had a big barbecue and all that sort of stuff. Um, and basically Friday and Saturday night, I just got absolutely wankered on drink. Um, and barbecue and just had a real good laugh we were drinking whiskey sour cocktails um god knows what else it's got in it but it's got whiskey in it it's got egg white in it to make it smooth and some other stuff so that was pretty good and this isn't a shit story by the way yeah i was about uh, to say where is this headed gay question oh um while we were at the bar having a bit of a laugh i mean this bear in mind this guy's worth a lot of money he does a lot for us as a he supports us and pays for all the so he's a benefactor yeah, yeah. of their fishing club. Right. Do you think that these guys have like shirts or satin jackets yeah. with logos? <laughs> a treehouse? Yes, I, I do. I do think that, yeah. I mean, if I was in... Hats or something. Well, like, you know, bowling yeah. groups. Right. Like, you get a bowling group together, you all wear this, you know, this special mm. shirt, like pin pals or whatever. But I wonder if, like, the fishing group... Ha Epic Farter, do you have a name for your fishing club? Right. Like, I don't know, like the, the Nemos or something. I don't know. Whatever you call it. Yeah. The Poseidons. This stuff for us. Um, I took one of my boom boxes um, and we were playing music and played a load of old school stuff and played some like, I think it was Josh Wink I put on, Higher State of Consciousness. Who? The fuck is Josh Wink? Josh Wink. I almost Never. want to look up the... I kind of want to hear the song now. Yeah. What does what Epic Farter listen to? Yeah, that's a good... So, so this is kind of a funny mental yeah. image. Uh -huh. Are there a bunch of just middle-aged men just partying, no women around? They're drinking, mm. eating, just partying together? Yeah. Dancing? Josh Wink looks weird. What, he, oh, he's, it's EDM. He's an EDM guy. Oh, it's an EDM. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like an EDM party going yeah. on here with all the fishermen. Yeah. His real name is Joshua Winkleman. <laughs> I probably shorted it to Wink, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, he gained a lot of attention through his remixes of Ladytron and Paul Oakenfold. I don't need to hear this. Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Which is one of his favorite tunes, and he got really excited about this. Of course, he was pissed. I was pissed. Um, and... Bearing in mind his stature of being this rich guy and owning everything and whatnot, um, he proceeded to grab hold of me and pretend to bum me. Um, but because of who he is, I just let him do it. And easy, epic farty. You can you can tell us what happened. Yes. Yeah. It's fine. Don't don't worry if there are tears. You know we understand. You know and. And, and the thing is, don't worry about all the details. Yeah. It's, it's fine that, that, that there's no one else, if there are no witnesses around. Um, I hope he had a calendar. <laughs> this is a sham. <laughs> he just wanted to come here and, and play his fat boy Slim and we can go fishing. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, he, so this guy was dancing around, everyone's drunk, and he singles out mm. Epic Farter mm. and just starts grinding him like mm -hmm. like when he says bumming it's like anal it's like boofing he's boofing him from behind yeah, right uh, yeah dry humping him dry humping grinding, him and, yeah, okay yeah. what would you do in this situation would you let it go on um because it could, could you technically is this a dry hump yes it is well, dry humping okay no you know what if the guy's not erect it's not a dry humping 
Okay, so you're, you'd be cool if he it's wasn't a, erect. It's a drive-by humping. Um, <laughs> so you'd be cool if he wasn't erect. It really so if, depends on the situation. So if he's flaccid, yeah. it's like hump away back I remember there. There was, it depends on what the, the move is supposed to do. If the move is meant to humiliate, then I would get mad. If it was all in good fun, well, then, so you know, eh. This sounds kind of, you know what this sounds like to mm. me? It sounds like uh, what happened to Terry Crews. I was just about to say that. Yeah, 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 yeah where yeah. like that guy mm. just came up to him, just mm. grabbed his balls, and like, what are you going to do about it? I uh, old job of mine. I used to have one of my clients was Brigham Young University, and because they, they produced a lot of like original video content and stuff, Mormon videos, Mormon porn, and um, the guy that I used to have to deal with, you know, when I was an accounts guy. Um, he at one point he was talking to some I don't know the other sales guy about a football game or some shit and he tried to demonstrate like what this guy this kicker did that was a foul on me and like I almost just attacked him like I almost <laughs> like, like instinctively, my instinct was just like to attack and then it was like I will get fired and it was like it was really a big I didn't I quit not too long after that because I was like I'm not doing this anymore where, where did he touch you like here, let me get the doll and just you can. Yeah, he, <laughs> he just tried to do some move where he like tried to like grab me and ki- I don't even remember what it was exactly. It was something somebody did on a football field, so it was like he tripped somebody or something, and he was like, I don't remember exactly, but it was annoying, and I got really annoyed. Did and you I say was like, anything, or did you just kind of let it happen? No, I I was like, what the f- I I. I, th- I think it said what the or like stop or something or like it it annoyed me and it was like and then I looked at him and it was like I was pissed off and he was just looking at me and then it was like one of those moments it's like all right do I do I make this a thing and I get fired or because we lose the count or like what do I do you know yeah I mean I, it's mm. it's a difficult call yeah yeah, yeah. so so th- so this is a you know yeah. if if Epic Farter turned around just clocked him in the face then he's probably not going to pay for any of these parties. Yeah, yeah whatever the hell this guy open, does, yeah. I don't fully understand it, but yeah. So maybe, yeah. okay, so I guess if he was flaccid, then mm-hmm. it's probably fine, Epic Farter. Yeah. Like, how are they ever going to take the, the fishing trip to Loch Ness <laughs> the fishing if, they expeditions. Don't, if they don't have fucking, uh, you know, but Elon I, Musk to pay yeah, for it? Or, I would I be know. nervous sleeping in yeah. the same room as this guy. Mm. Well, let's hear how this played out. Uh, I was almost honored in a way that he chose me to do it um, and didn't feel like I could tell him not to and um, we just had a really good laugh uh, it was a good laugh we were having a, such a good time playing music sounds a, like it they were laughing with me okay yeah. <laughs> mm. they're yeah. laughing with me okay yeah they, they support me <laughs> they weren't laughing at Mm-mm. me not at all Mm-mm. laugh but yeah, I just wondered whether you'd consider that to be gay or whether it's actually some form of rape. Um, but yeah, if you could let me know your thoughts on this. Uh, it didn't actually penetrate me. It was between trousers between us. But yeah, I just <laughs> wanted your opinion. Um, and we had a really good night. Um, and I'm still hungover. It's two days later. You take care, guys. Keep up the good show. Love you. Hmm. Do you think... If Kavanaugh yeah. did this to Blazy Ford and just, you know, like pantomime humping, that would count as sexual assault? Um, I, I, I'm not fully versed on like what that actually legally means, sexual assault. 
I think it encompasses a bunch of shit. You so, know, I think it's I don't know. if you're drunk and you're laughing yeah. and playing around, yeah. maybe not. But she obviously like mm. was struggling and she was very frightened and was upset. I think yeah. that would count as sexual assault. Mm. In this case, I wouldn't say this is rape by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Some, well, some the Kevin thing. It sounded like the Kevin thing. It sounded like he was actually trying the raper, and then for, for whatever reason, didn't you know. Well, he was wasted. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, that's the yeah. other thing, too. I mean, the guy, like, yeah. admitted to being, yeah. to blacking out. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure, like, his friend jumped on him and they were wrestling, whatever, yeah, and then yeah. she managed to get away. But if you, if like, if you went and did this to a woman, yeah, would that be well. considered sexual assault? Um, it, it really depends, but it would definitely be like, I'd get fired or whatever. Yeah, if I you did know. this at work, I would. I think I would definitely, get, definitely fired. get fired. Yeah, yeah or at a work function, you know. Mm. I think. Yeah, I think if it's like if it's like another dude, it depends on the vibe, you know, between you two. Well, all right. Let's say you mm. unzipped your fly and pulled your dick out, and then was doing it. Okay. Is that inappropriate? I think so. I think that's inappropriate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I think I, I do think it kind of some of it depends on if the guy is um, if is he erect, and also is it like a power move to humiliate like the Terry Crews kind of thing, you know, alpha dog shit. I don't know. To me, this sounds like mm. just some rampant time. Yeah, it sounds like they drunk, were joking around. It just sounds like fun. Whatever. Doing this, yeah. however, yeah. do you think Epic Farter should have felt back, felt his crotch to see if he is erect? <laughs> yeah yeah just like and not even look behind them just like reach just behind like, them reach back. Like, okay yeah. stop you are erect we're not doing this yeah anymore. yeah yeah and then shut off mm. the john beagle voss mm. or whatever they're listening to yeah was it in the winkle voss <laughs> josh wink josh wink yeah okay mm. um i you know i don't think it's gay yeah um well, it's a little gay, I guess. But not really. Mm. I don't think it's gay. I think it'd be gay if there's actual penetration involved. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's gay if the, if he wasn't erect. I do. I don't. Think, I also think like it's if you're doing if you're going to do something like that, even if it's like you're a dude and it's another dude, you better have a good reading of the situation and the vibe before you, you know. I, I that's one thing that that's always been like yeah, uh, just something that's made me uncomfortable. I hate touchy dudes. Like mm. you know, a lot of like. Mm frat guys and like mm. sports guys are mm. kind of like that where it's like mm. just kind of grabbing you and always mm. holding you and yeah. just like yeah and like yeah. a lot of touching them I, yeah. I don't like it i don't like i don't like touching yeah it, amongst any strangers i don't yeah. mind my girlfriend touches me you yeah, know yeah. Uh, but it's like with stranger it's just like, there's personal space yeah there's a personal space <laughs> that you should respect number one stay out of my personal space yeah. <laughs> two personal space yeah, exactly yeah. and i think this this uh this guy violated your personal space mm. however it sounds like epic farter took one for the team yeah because had you like made a scene mm. you know there's a chance you might not be having another one of these it parties. sounds like something they have it on a sitcom it doesn't really sound like a real thing <laughs> sounds like something they have that on an episode of the honeymooners or something <laughs> or shameless yeah um that being said, I think you handled it with grace there, Epic Farter. Norton, if you don't let him dry hump you, we won't get any money for the Elk Lodge. What I'm surprised didn't happen is that his mm. natural defense mechanism didn't kick in. And this guy's known for his epic flatulence. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't just okay. rip one mm. and just like, yeah. you know, just destroy mm. this guy's uh, mm. clothing. Right. I mean, it, it's kind of like when you get hit by a skunk. It's like you're just going to have to burn those burn that t-shirt and yeah jeans. yeah you no, can't it's, wear it it's a dangerous move you know and you know it's a yeah. dangerous move to try to yeah. to bum the epic farter yeah 
you know, even jokingly, mm. because I mean, this guy's known. He's legendary yeah. for his flatulence. It's like dry humping a porcupine. You don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, begging exactly. For trouble. I'm just surprised mm. his natural defense mm. mechanism didn't mm. kick in. <laughs> he must have been holding it in. You know, I was, I was watching. Um, I don't remember how I. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. I got drunk and I was obsessed with um, He-Man for a little while. And I remember I was watching. I watched the commercial for Stinkor. Stinkor. Do you remember Stinkor? <laughs> no. He was a skunk guy who I think he worked for Skeletor. Yeah, he worked for Skeletor. And he was basically just Merman, but they repainted him black and white. Black and white, yeah. And they made the action figure smell bad. Like they did something to make it smell weird. I remember why I had would, it. As a parent, why would you buy that for your kid? Because you buy whatever, you know. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a fucking room smells like fucking No, it's at the room. You gotta like, you know, you gotta be clearly close to the fucking thing. Could you squeeze it and it would spray out? No. Oh, it just okay. smelled weird. It just smelled weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not even necessarily bad, just weird. Yeah. Look, I kind of grew to like the smell. You had that character? I did, yeah. Wow. But I remember, that I saw that, I, ne I didn't remember the commercial or I'd never seen the commercial and it's like He-Man's fighting him or whatever and, the, you know, the kids are playing in the commercial. They're playing with the action figures and then it's like one of them like puts a glass over uh, Stinkor and then the kid goes, smell your own stink, Stinkor. <laughs> That was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Well, yeah. you should try to bottle that fragrance. Yeah. Stink Smell or. your own stink, stink whore. I keep thinking you're saying stink whore. <laughs> I think I met one of those at your brother's bar. Hmm. I'm Dr. Strawberry. This is my nurse, stink whore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. thank you for sharing Epic Farter. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's gay. Mm. And you're only like semi-raped. I think you were assaulted more than anything. I don't mm. think it was really a full-on rape. No. But I don't think this guy, this benefactor, mm. will be confirmed to the Supreme Court no. of the United Kingdom. Mm -mm. You know, I don't know if there is one, but... <laughs> anyway, moving on. We have uh, the next call is from uh, good old Marshall Island, Tony. Remember that guy? Sure. Tony? Called oh, yeah. in with a with an epic tale here. Okay. Hi, this is um, Marshall Island's Tony again. Um, I have another story for you about from that area of the world. This is um, takes place in Panape. It's in Micronesia, um, Central Pacific, um, you know, kind of on Guam, stuff like that. But anyway, I go to this island called Panape um, one day, kind of on vacation and hotel driver picks me up and um as I drive to the hotel he goes, he goes do you want to just ride around some I'm like sure great and it was perfect timing because um school had just gotten out you know the school girls are you know walking back and um Oof. and that's the cool thing about Ponape this guy's is that, such a um, pervert I know he's <laughs> such a perv when yeah. you say school girls I'm thinking he's thinking like 16 year old girls you think? Yeah, I think that's what he means. He's not meaning like college yeah. he's not college it's like yeah, yeah he's that's talking 15, means. 16 year old yeah, yeah, girls yeah a lot of them are kind of a mix, um, like have some European um, blood in them because I guess it goes back to when it was a German colony. They, the Germans had killed a bunch of the men and pregnant the women, but whatever happened was great because a lot of really cute girls. And, um, Wait a second. The German colonies? Did German colonize Panapia? Apparently. These Pacific Islands? Apparently they did, yeah. When did that happen? I don't know. I know the British did this, but I didn't yeah. think the Germans like. Maybe it was the Dutch, and he thinks it's the Germans. The Dutch did more of that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, the Dutch did. They had mm. Dutch did that in South Africa and all that. I, mean, I guess so the German had, Germans had to colonize something, you know? 
I mean, I just thought the yeah. Germans took over areas in Europe. Mm. I didn't think they like, you know, got a boat and went all over the mm. Pacific Island. I mean, I would have. Mm. I mean, it's much nicer than being in fucking Germany where it's cold. Right. Mm. And I, I'm I'm looking, and they're kind of looking back, and and the this, the Pompeian graphic looking or leering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm leering. They're kind of looking back nervously. But this guy just—he will just, you know. Like this is this is like all things that you do to make like a villain unlikable in a screenplay. <laughs> it's like he's looking at schoolgirls and talking about their racial mix, you know, their, you know, like their racial makeup, you know. Yeah, he totally is. Uh, yeah. He's like analyzing their racial makeup yeah. while leering at them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he stole an old woman's puppy afterwards. It's like, like he's like calving a like a girls' basketball yeah. tournament. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course. But I said, aren't these girls kind of young? He looked at me like, seriously, he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, you know, in Pontepe, you know, sometimes girls, you know, 13, 14, 15, she has baby, no problem. I'm like, I'm thinking, great, island paradise, I'm going to love this place. Oh, my God. So, um, okay, fast forward to the evening, we're at this, like, uh, kind of a club there. And um, it's pretty cool, except the music selection is really limited, and they... They play that stupid Ghostbusters song every hour. And Did he say club or daycare? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of a club. I mean, elementary school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's at a club yeah. in Ponape. Is this guy next on the shortlist yeah. for nominees? <laughs> the savages loved it, but I was after the girls and um, the highlight. <laughs> Did you say savages? He said the savages loved it. Because they played Ghostbusters theme song every hour. Savages. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. I didn't know Alan Quatermain was a fucking sex offender. <laughs> For me, was um at one point, I'm sitting at this table, and this cute little thing in this short black skirt walks up to me, and she's like, hi. I'm like, hi. And she just plops down on my lap, and within a few minutes, we're in a fucking face, got my hand. I think this is at a Chuck E. Cheese or something. <laughs> It sounds like it. It sounds like it. Yeah. He says cute little thing. He's talking about a 12 year old girl. Yeah. 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 It's creepy. Upper skirt in her panties. And um, she turns out she's this fun little 19 year old. Ended up spending most of my time with her there. Mm. But the funny thing was the next day, I'm talking to the Pontypain guy. He goes, Remember that kind of um, older woman we talked to? I'm like, Yeah. He goes, Yeah. Well, you know, after she met you, she kept, you know, sitting next to me, rubbing my arm and, you know, telling me that, you know, tell your friend that I'll, you know, fuck this, fucking, fucking kind of stuff. He goes, you know, she was watching you, but finally she goes, after you started to kiss and touch your daughter, um, she finally gave up. I said, oh, that was her daughter? He goes, yeah, yeah. But no, you don't really think that much of the fact that I was basically finger banging the daughter in front of the mother in this bar. God, he just so. made a creepy story that much creepier. Yeah, yeah. So the mother was with her young daughter at mm. the club. Yeah. And he finger banged the daughter in front of the mom. Yeah, and I guess it was the mom wanted to hook up with him or something, but she was oh, waiting for God. Yeah. Him to finish. Uh, wow. Something. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is just definitely disturbing. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, and, I bet. Oh shit, I don't have time to tell the last part of the story. I have to call back. 
Okay. All right. God bless this guy, though, for calling in the show. Yeah, yeah. He's got stories. I do love his stories. Yeah, yeah. Very entertaining. Yeah. Oh, one other kind of funny thing that happened in Ponape. Um, the day I was leaving, um, I checked out the room, this, this cleaning where the ladies, um, I was cleaning the room. I'm sitting outside, and um, she's like, she's kind of smirking at me. I'm like, you know, what's so funny? She goes, oh, you know, we, we found many condoms in your room. I'm like, oh, okay. And she goes, and the funniest one was for her was um, at one point they looked under the bed and there's um, there's used condom under the bed, you know, with ants all over it, feasting on something. Um, but she thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, oh, one other. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking laugh riot. <laughs> What the fuck? Wow, this passes yeah. for A-list comedy in Panapia. Yeah. A bunch of used condoms mm. with the semen being eaten by ants. Yeah. It's Wait. like a scene from fucking Unchien Andalou or something, and they think it's like hilarious, you know? What, you know, I, I've never fully understood this. Yeah. When you're in a hotel mm. and you, you, you have sex with somebody, mm. do you take the condom off and just throw it, up, throw it anywhere? Do you it, leave in the sheets or do you actually... I usually get up and I, you know, flush it. Or if I, I do toss it, it anywhere, I will pick it up yeah. fairly soon after and you know, flush I, it or throw it out. Do yeah. you remember the movie Gattaca? Vaguely. I just recall after seeing that movie, I just mm. don't want to leave my genetic material around mm. if I can help it. Remember the crush? Alicia Silverstone, she took... I don't think I ever saw that. Oh, okay, yeah. Which she like, took the scene she had a crush like a on this player. older guy. Um, the, the, was he your teacher or was he your parents' boarder or he was something? And um, and he was like he had a girlfriend. He's like yeah, you're in high school, whatever. And um, after he had sex with his girlfriend, Alicia Silverstone went into his bedroom, stole the condom out of the trash, and then put it inside her and was like, he raped me. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's what like women do to basketball players. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, because then they're like, you, you, I, you, you, you had sex with me. Now I have your kid, and right. now we're we're an item. I don't think it's to support super me. hard to discourage a basketball player to to not work to raw dog it. You know? Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I doubt I it. It's very, yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't yeah. be too worried about that. With Wait, me. are you saying basketball players take condoms out of the trash and then bring no, like? So basketball player, I've read about this. Yeah. Basketball players will have sex with like a groupie or whatever, mm. and then they'll pull the condom out of the trash to get impregnated with their seed, because then you know then they're going to be supported by this guy. Oh, oh! And it's just happened. Mm. It's happened before because okay. it's like, what can you do? Mm. You know, it's like, okay, she's that's my kid now, and I got to deal with it. So that's why I've always been like, flush him. I'm flush just going to flush the toilet. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. flush condom yeah. down the toilet. But I, but I've heard, you know, there's some people who are like, I'm in a hotel room. Fuck it, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And they just like chuck fucking condoms everywhere. Mm. It's like leave a tampon on the ceiling. It's no. like they don't give a shit. Yeah, that's crazy. And I just I I don't know. I, I'm not going to mm. like you know clean, meticulously clean a hotel room. Mm. But I'm also not going to leave my jizz all over the place. Sure. Yeah. Shouldn't do that. Yeah. All right. Thing about Pontefe, it's kind, of, it's kind of cool. It's they have this drink there called Sakao, and um, it, it's made out of the root of this plant. That, um, sometimes they'll make it like right in the bar, right in front of you. But um, the drink, it it looks and tastes kind of like mud, but you know, it's some kind of a narcotic. And the first thing that happens when you drink it, your your mouth and tongue gets numb. You lose most sense of taste, so it's like you cocaine. can't really taste it after that. And um, 
it just makes you really, you know, mellow and it just it's, it's really cheap too. I mean, get like maybe getting big glass here for like a dollar or stuff like that. So, anyway, Pace, pretty cool place. Had some time on my life there. So, later days. Yeah, apparently the age of consent's like eight. Mm. <laughs> it's just so disturbing. Got I had the time of my life, Have and I owe it all to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Have you ever been to any of those, like Pacific Islands? No, I've not. I've, I've never been either, mm. so I don't mm. really know how it is there, but. Mm. Judging right from this guy, mm. it's like the one island's like a bunch of genetic rejects. Yeah. Did you say that? And he had sex with them too. Mm-hmm. It, did he go to like a house of like mm. inbred people and have sex with like the the daughter in front of the family? Right. I watched. Although, who knows if they're actually inbred? Uh, this I'm guy just... sounds like an amateur phrenologist or something. <laughs> they might be fine. You know. <laughs> I'm so, just, I, I mean, yeah. I, I guess you can question the age of consent in any of these countries. Mm. I would just be completely nervous to intermingle with the natives, put right. it that way. Okay. But hey, I mean, he was there for a long time, so mm. who knows? Mm. Man. God. So what, what happens if you get, get one pregnant? Like, do you think he impregnated any? Probably. Wow. I yeah. think you just leave. I mean, what are they going to do? You know? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. God. Mm. Imagine he probably impregnated many. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. Anyway, people call the signal hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. We have time for one email we got from a guy named Sturz. He says, Hey guys, long time no speak. I hope you guys are well and had a good time on your trip. It's a good time. Thank you, Sturz. Mm. I always want to write in and say something, but usually I'm too lazy or busy. Just like everybody else there. Uh one thing that's really stuck in my mind is uh as follows to make a short story long when I started teaching Obama was the president and I subconsciously modeled my teaching voice with his because he sounded good for ESL learners do, do you think Obama's a good speaker yeah I, I, I thought you know I thought he was articulate mm. but I thought his delivery wasn't that great he used to like you know, stutter a lot he'd not stutter but there'd be a lot of pauses he'd be like uh 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 you know, like he that. would do that a lot. Yeah, the, I thought what he was saying yeah. was very profound, but I didn't think his delivery. He was had that a particular, vo- you know, the, the the tenor of his voice and the pauses when he wasn't doing a pauses, yeah, just doing pauses was, you know, I thought it was compelling. I mean, I, I'm not a good go. speaker. I yeah. can obviously say that, but uh, I can honestly say that. But but Obama, like. You know, I thought the the content of his speeches was profound, and mm. I thought it was great to hear. But I don't think, as a speaker, I don't think he was mm. as good as like uh, Winston Churchill or something. Okay. <laughs> you know. Um, however, I I do think is he did have a soothing voice. Mm. I enjoyed listening to it. Mm. Um, now Donald Trump, on the other hand, now that guy, mm. he's an orator. That guy yeah. is an orator. I mean, just to listen to that guy, um, you know, up up uh, up uh, on the stage. Um, speaking to the world, to the American people. Wow. <laughs> so inspiring. <laughs> a brain. A brain. <laughs> yes. That was my, my, my favorite thing is when uh, he was saying, mm. he tweeted out when Obama's president, he's like, the world's laughing at us. Mm. He's just like, well, he, and, and he was just like, you know, if I'm president, no mm. one's going to laugh at this country. Mm. Dude, 
the whole world just laughed at you last yeah. week. <laughs> that was kind of amazing. Yeah. And then uh, all the people like Kellyanne Conway and Sarah Sanders like, no, you know, actually they were laughing with him. Everybody really, really supports and respects Donald Trump. They're laughing with him. Yeah. And think about the brain. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Um, now, thanks to fucking Harrison, I keep doing those nonsensical transition boop-de-boops. <laughs> Fortunately, my students love it, but I feel a lot dumber when I do. So he's talking about your little non sequiturs that like you say. That, 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 kind of stuff like that? Meow, meow, meow. You do these like weird, right. non, nonsensical, I don't even, they're not even words. Yeah. Really. Um, anywho, I still love the show and the work you guys do. I really like the episode about the serial killer with the strange tapes. Very disturbing. It was disturbing. But I also appreciate the random subjects. Don't listen to the haters. Just do you. Hmm. Oh, yeah. One last thing in the episode about the Momo. I was waiting for Harrison to say, nice try, Shlomo. I thought for sure when D mentioned a random woman in in a small handing or in a mall handing you a baby, somehow Harrison would make the tie-in. Mm. Do I like talking about that? Oh, wait. No, I was talking about... Yeah, we were talking about the... Me nervous around pregnant women. Right? Yeah, and the ghost that hands the, you a baby. Yeah, the ghost hands you I a baby. I think nice try, Shlomo, was... Um, a comment. Oh, God, he remembers a lot of shit, and I remember this apparently too. Uh, I think it was like when we were doing the fucking Cheddar Man is Black or something, and the the comments in the YouTube were implying that it was a, a lie created by the Jews. Oh, and one okay, of the comments okay. was just like, "Nice, nice try, try Shlomo. Shlomo." Yeah, <laughs> I I love that name by the way. Yeah, Shlomo. Yeah, that's good. You know, uh, the new cat that we got, the mm. retarded one. Um, I was saying that we were talking about names and I was just like, and my girlfriend's like, oh, Grendel would be a great mm. name. And I was like, actually, I think Shlomo works because mm. I think Shlomo is a good name. Mm. Would you name your firstborn Shlomo? No. Maybe Moishi. <laughs> Moisha. Yeah. Moisha and Shlomo. Yeah. That's, that's a good name for two cats. Yeah. Moisha and Shlomo. Moisha and Shlomo <laughs> Brothers Towing Shlomo. Company. we we'll tow your car. Come here. Moisha, come mm. here. It's, it's, mm. it's time to eat your bagels. Mm. Anyway, keep it sick or non, Sturs. Thank you, Sturs. Always good to hear from... Uh, always good to get, get some uh, uplifting messages, yep. isn't it? Uh, people, uh, a lot of you ask, like, hey, you know, I listen to the show. I listen to the show every week, and I want more. Mm. Why don't you guys do two shows? Why don't you guys do three? Why don't you guys do one show for every day of the week? Yeah. But you know what? We can't do that. Mm. But we do do extra content. We actually have extra content that comes it. out. We do we do, do yeah. extra content yeah. every week. We do do yeah. extra content. It's on our mm. Patreon page. Let's mm. go to sickandrom, or patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Patreon.com slash sickandwrong. And we do, um, well, we do one extra story. Yep. We do a bunch of extra phone calls. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm digging deep. There's like, you know, I found like all these calls that we never played that it's just been sitting in the mm. vault. Like some of these are back from like 2009. Um, and yeah, we, you know, mm. we put this bonus content up there every week. So mm. just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong, sign up today and listen to some more sick and wrong. Oh, yeah. Finally, here, song of the week. Uh, Harrison picked this one out. Uh, we're going to dedicate this one to, uh, I don't know, I guess Rudolf Hess's ghost. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's a band called Simply Saucer. Canadian psych rock, what, circa early 70s? What would you yeah, say? Yeah, early to mid-70s. Yeah. Early to mid-70s. song's mm. called Nazi Apocalypse. Uh, pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Might have to buy one of their LPs. Um... 
Anyway, we're going to end the show here. Simply Saucers, Nazi Apocalypse. People will be back next week with episode 655. Until then, take a sleazy. sons, every grandmother of, of, of grandsons has to fear for the future of their boys because of people like you who sit here and take uncorroborated testimony, uncorroborated allegations against a decent man and ruin him because it gets you ratings. Enough of that. That's I, bonkers. I, I, I.